0: Have you shaken somebody's hand today? If not, shake somebody's hand real quick beside you. We're glad you're here on this Palm Sunday as we celebrate what God continues to do in Jesus' name. You can be seated if you'd like. I'm in a a quandary because I know what I believe God wants to do. I just don't know how he wants to do it because my notes aren't real good. So uh, I know where we want to get to. I'm just not sure, Brother Miller, how we're going to get there. But what we do. We celebrate our, our children. You've heard me say many times here at Lighthouse, we are a multi-generational church. That we believe that the Lord is for everyone. I echo the words of Jesus when he said, Suffer not the little children to come unto me. The Lord has always had in his Mindset and in his plan that you don't have to wait to a certain age, you don't have to wait to a certain maturity level, you don't have to wait to a certain financial level in order to get involved in church. And uh, I know that the, the, y'all don't know this. I mean, I know y'all don't, y'all think I'm fixing a lie through my teeth. My wife included is going to think what I say right now is a lie. But in my mind, I'm a very organized person. I'm very organized. It's all up here. may not show forth in my actions too much, but I am a very organized. I do like things. I'm a closet OCD person. In my mind, everything has to be perfect. It never happens that way, but in my mind, it always has to be perfect. Now some of that is because when you have ADD, if things get out of order, it's a bad thing. If I start talking. And a light starts flickering. My eye goes to the light, right? And I forget what you're saying. And um, and I know that sometimes when these kids are up here and they're 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 spinning, and I was watching uh not Ryland. Is it Ryland? Is that right? Yeah, I was watching Ryland. She's spinning in circles and 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 honestly, my ADD, I'm watching her spin and then I realized the song we're singing is God Turn It Around. (laughs) Made sense at that point. In fact, I kind of had a mini Bible study sitting right there. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather a kid say, I may not understand exactly what it means for God to turn it around, so I'll just turn around. I can handle that, because the Bible teaches us you don't have to wait to a certain age for God to move. Some of my my most vivid memories of God moving started very young. And I want to do my best to, to weave a message uh, together and, and try to hit several different points. But, you know, the, the Bible... and so, so let me just start here, and, 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 and we'll get to where I'm going. But in, in hyphen class... We talked about two different verses of the Bible that kind of contradict each other. One is in the book of, of Romans where, Paul, or, or, where uh, uh, God says that Abraham was justified by faith that he didn't have to be circumcised in order to be justified. It happened before all of that happened, that circumcision was just a a part of the obedience, but he was justified by faith. And then James comes around later on, and he says faith without works is dead, and you have this two different things. Well, in the the Bible, you also have the Word of God where it goes, and I'm going to paraphrase and not hit all of them. Deuteronomy 5, somewhere around verse 9 through 10, says, I, the Lord, am a jealous God... And I will visit the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. But I'll show loving kindness for thousands of generations to those who love me and keep my commandments. Yet later on in that same book, Deuteronomy 24, 16, it says, fathers shall not be put to death, because of their sons, nor shall sons be put to death for the fathers, but everyone shall be put to death for their own sin. And both of those perspectives are in the same book. And you begin to look at that. The Bible's pretty clear. Later on, Isaiah, God speaks in Isaiah 65 uh, around the first part. He says, I will repay unto their bosom both their own iniquities and the iniquities of their fathers together. Now, I'm going to be first just to tell you so you don't get get confused. All of us shall be judged on our own actions. But there is this understanding. I don't necessarily hold to what some people call generational curses. I'm a little careful how I say that. But I do know this. Sons and daughters tend to follow things they learned from their parents. And, and even society and, and, and sociological sciences will say, if your daddy was an alcoholic, you probably have a tendency towards alcoholism. If, if, if your uh, 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 father or mother was an abuser, you probably tend to, to lean that direction. And then all you have to do is read... Uh, uh, first and Second uh, Chronicles and First and Second Kings, and you'll find over and over whatever daddy did, the son usually did. In fact, many times the son was far worse than the father when we're talking about the kings. But every once in a while, you get a beautiful picture where you have King Ahab or, or King Ahaz rather that comes in and he's a horrible king, but then his son Hezekiah steps to the stage, and somewhere there was a disconnect. A good disconnect. And Hezekiah did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. I think of the words of, of Peter as he's winding down that sermon on, on the day of Pentecost. And he makes this statement, save yourselves from this untoward generation. But yet if you take a few steps up that chapter, if you take a few steps to where he's Kind of opening the altar call. He says, for this promise is unto you and to your children and all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall Call. I have no idea what to title this sermon, but I just want to tell you it's for you, and it's for your children, and it's for your grandchildren, and maybe I should just go ahead and preach the ending before I get any further. It goes like this. I want you to raise your family in the fear of God. I want you to do what you heard Brother uh, Lee say, where he was raised in an apostolic home and and knows that. Do that. But if for some reason you were not raised in an apostolic home, apostolic home, then why don't you start right now so that this promise is for you and for your children and all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Again, I'm careful using the phrase generational curses, but I did see something that said that generational curse stopped with me. I think there's some truth to that. That sin that did so easily beset my family, let it stop with me. That thing that you can look back through your family tree and you can map it out, let it stop with you. Because the promise is unto you and your children. One of the most interesting to me stories, and, and I'm pulling from. Honestly, a sermon that, 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 that I preached or, or this story, this biblical story. I, I began to preach this very early in my my ministry career. It's something that, that, that probably from the time that I was in it, Gateway, it, it has stuck with me. Maybe it was because my wife and I have always been involved in children's ministry. Since the day we got married, we, we've been in children's ministry. We love children's ministry. But if you would turn, and I may not read it verbatim, but if you'd turn in your Bibles to Numbers chapter 16, I want to take you to the family that we are introduced to called Korah. In your Bible, it's probably going to say Korah's rebellion. Korah, the son of Azar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, these were, these were the, the part of the Levitical tribe, the tribe of Levi. They were They would have been... The, the, maybe not quite at this point because the tabernacle had not even been constructed. But later on, that tribe of Levi, from that tribe, would be, would first off come the high priest. But there were many other priests that had, had ministries within that. It wasn't just related to the, or relegated rather, to the high priest. But many of those people, the tribe of Levi, would have, have grabbed hold of that. But Korah took some men, about 250 of them. Well-known men, and they assembled themselves before Moses and Aaron and said, "You've gone too far, and all the congregation is holy. I don't know why you think Aaron, you're so special. I mean, I know you got this special little uh, 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 staff that you know God seems to to move upon, but you know at the end of the day, we're all holy. I don't know why you've got to be the only one that's the high priest in this rebellion." Begin to enter into Korah and those that he was hanging around, but it's still really just the voice of Satan. It's the voice of Satan before time was recorded, when Satan said, "Why do you get to be God? I can be God." That voice sneaks in, and so they come against Korah and or come against Moses, Korah and all his company. Moses heard it. Moses saw that rebellion happening and he falls on his face in the presence of God and God says, I'll handle it. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get you and Aaron, the ch- my, my chosen uh, for, this, for this office, and I want you to get all of those other 250 people. Let them bring their censer, their, their place that they would put incense and some, probably some coals, and let them come and they can all array themselves outside the tent of meeting and the one in whom I accept... Uh, we'll we'll kind of we'll figure this out. A little bit like the, the prophets of Baal. Whoever, who, whoever Whichever God answers by fire, you'll, you'll know it. And so they, they bring themselves. They get it all ready. He calls Dathan and i uh, uh, whatever that dude's name is, the sons of Eliab. They didn't want to come up. He got Korah. Korah gets 250 of his friends and their censors. They stand there. And the Lord, verse 20, the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, separate yourselves from among this congregation. I'm going to consume them in a moment. And they fell to their faces. They said, oh God, no, no, don't, don't kill everybody. It's not everybody's fault. Don't, don't, don't wipe out the whole Israelite race. Uh, please, just, just, just don't do that. So God says, all right, well then tell them to get away from the tents and the dwellings of Korah and Dathan and Abram or Biriam or, again, whoever that dude is. And so Moses told the congregation, verse number 26, Depart, please, from the tents of these wicked men, and touch nothing of theirs, lest you be swept away with all their sins. And the Lord says to Moses, Today I'm going to do something that will never be done again. If these men die a natural death, then maybe it wasn't of God. But if they die a death that we've never seen before, you'll know it. They lit their censers and they offered their incense. God only accepted Moses's and, and Aaron's. But the Bible says, if you, if you look down, the Bible says the earth opened up and swallowed. And the Bible uses this phrase. It says, and the earth swallowed Korah, and all that appertained unto Korah swallowed him up, never to be seen again. It's such a, a interesting place in Scripture. Later on, you'll say that, that there were some that did not depart from the tents of Korah. I have a feeling some of Korah's kids didn't leave when the warning went forth. It's the same thing you see later on when they they defeat uh, Jericho and and Achan took some things from Jericho that he shouldn't have taken and and God is starting to, to show it all. They have a trial, if you will, and it falls upon Achan and later on you find that Achan and his family and his oxen were all stoned in the valley of Achor and the question that I have is why, oh why, would the children have to die? Again, I'm telling you, they did not die because of their father's sins, but I would tell you today, they died because they chose their father's sin. We are living today in a world that's racked with 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 horrid brokenness, moral degeneration, and it's not because. Uh, 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 well, well, I'll tell you what it is because it's because there are people that are following their parents' sin. And they keep doing their parents' sin, and then their, the, the grandchildren do their parents' sin, and there's never a break from that, and that's where we get in the mess that we are in. But the promise is unto you and to your children. One of the most beautiful pictures painted in the Bible, if you'll put them together, is found in Psalms chapter 42. Because if you'll read the inscription attributed to Psalms 42, which is absolutely part of the Bible, it's as as, as part of the Bible as Acts 2.38 is a part of the Bible. But at the beginning of Psalms 42, it will say a maskele. No one really knows what that is. It's some sort of a musical term. But it says, from the sons of Korah. And generations passed the earth swallowing up Korah and all that appertained to Korah. There were still some of his descendants alive around the time of David. And those descendants said it this way. As the deer pants after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Somewhere something changed. Those descendants of Korah separated themselves from the sins of their father, and something got a hold of them that caused them later to pen Psalms 84, where it says this way: How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul soul longs, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. The heart, my heart, and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. And later on in verse 10 of Acts chapter 84 for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness what am I trying to say I'm saying somewhere there were some sons of Korah that says it stops with me Somewhere there was a son of Korah that bucked up and said, I'm not going to be like my father. I'm not going to be one of those that says I've got to be the high priest. I'd rather park cars than try to be the high priest. I'd rather open a door. Just get me in the presence of God. Just bring me where God moves. Bring me where I can feel the glory of God. Why do we let the kids come up in the front and dance and spin? They, You, you say they don't get it. They may not get it the way you get it. But I promise you the same soul that God put inside that child is the same soul that lives inside of you. And when those goosebumps go up and down your spine in the middle of a service, just rest assured it's happening on those children too. They just don't know 100% what to do with it. Like me, when I was four years old, five years old, I've told you this before, my parents, they had a, a, a rule that I could only sit in front of them at church. That's so they could flick me. But they said, Brandon, you can sit anywhere in church you want to, as long as you're in front of us. And they sat on the third row. My options were limited. But I remember, it's some of my earliest memories in church. My earliest memory in church is laying on the pews, and the church at the First United Pentecostal Church in De Quincy. they had those asbestos tiles on the ceiling that have squiggly lines in them. And when you have an ADD mind like mine, you can lay on the back and you can squint your eyes and those squiggly lines move and you can make all sorts of cool pictures up there. That's my earliest memory. Seriously, that's my earliest memory of church. But very soon after that, it was sitting on the front row. No other people would be sitting with me. And they had church back then. Kind of like we have here, where we just let God move and They did a little bit more shouting back then than we do. Brother Mike told me he's about ready to take off and run the aisles one day. I told Brother Mike, I said, I'm going to be right behind you or I'm going to come grab your hand and we'll go together. But Sister Wyndham, she'd get out and she'd start shaking that finger and she'd hit an octave that only dogs could hear and bobby pins would go flying and I'd sit on that front row. I thought it was kind of cool. No one told me that wasn't how it was supposed to be, so I thought it's kind of cool. But I'd sit on that front row, and I'd know, oh, God's about to move. And then old brother Dusty Horn, he's about as tall as Andy, but he's a lot skinnier. But he'd just step over a pew. He didn't even get out. He'd just step over the pew, and he'd take off running. And I remember as a kid going, oh, God's about to move. And then the preacher would get preaching something start welling up inside of me and I, I didn't understand it and, and I'd want something to happen and and, and I, I, me and God had this conversation because I didn't want to be the first to the altar. So I would say, God, please let somebody go to the altar. I'll be the second one to the altar, but let somebody go to the altar. Man, I got so mad if no one went to the altar. Let that be just a... A good pastoral advice. Don't wait for someone to go to the altar. Your miracle's right here. You can be the very first one. It can be in the middle of song service. It can be in the middle of testimonies. It can be in the middle of preaching. I'd love to have an apostolic book of Acts revival. While he yet spake, the Holy Ghost fell, and they were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. But I remember I I would sit there, and finally they'd come to the front. And this is no... Uh, 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 reflection on my parents, they, they are good teachers, but I was four years old, it's hard to have a Bible study with a four-year-old, but I would watch people, they'd, they'd, they'd get the Holy Ghost and I knew they got the Holy Ghost because everybody would start shouting and screaming and they'd say they got the Holy Ghost, what I saw was people crying, so I equated if you had tears, you would get the Holy Ghost, you know, four or five years old, that's how your mind works. And I, I'm, I remember vividly, some of these are my earliest memories of church, right around here, coming and praying, knowing I needed the Holy Ghost, squeezing my eyes shut to try to make a tear, because I knew if I could just squish one tear out of my eye, I was going to get the Holy Ghost. We moved when I was about five years old from De Quincey here to St. Louis, and we started going to New Life Church there in Bridgeton, where Brother Aaron Bachelor pastors. And that was still a little bit of my modus operandi when I prayed for the Holy Ghost. Until that one day when Brother Moulter, some of you know Nathaniel Moulter, be his dad, began to preach. I have no idea what he preached, Brother Don. But I know it was right there that I began to crawl, be on my knees and I was praying. And I was praying just the way everybody taught us to pray. But then all of a sudden something changed. And I realized I wasn't speaking English anymore. I, I realized there was something else happening and 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 it was almost like an out-of-body experience, if you will. I kind of stepped back and go, hey, dude, whatever you're doing, that's I think what they're talking about when they say you speak with other tongues. And, and as soon as that began to come forth, I remember realizing this is that spoken of by the prophet Joel. In the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And so it was that I remember running down the the, the back hallway trying to find Brother Jim Rome, our pastor, saying, I got the Holy Ghost because the promise is unto you and to your children. Peter preached, and he preached from the Old Testament because that's all he had which is why you don't have to be afraid of the Old Testament. I can preach anything and everything that I need to preach in this church from the Old Testament if I have to. He said, In the last days, saith the Lord, Joel chapter 2, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see vision. Your old men will dream dreams even on your male servants and female servants. On those days I will pour out of my spirit and they shall prophesy. The Lord was letting you know that this Holy Ghost outpouring is not tied to an age. It's not tied to a maturity level. It's tied to anyone. Whosoever will let Him come. And so today, I feel it. We're going to have a cool uh, art auction. Those are always fun, and we'll do that here in just a moment. Now, next Sunday's Easter, and that's going to be a blast. I'm going to probably need some of y'all to park over in Store Co. on Easter Sunday. That's that parking lot right there. I think we have one parking spot today open. So should anybody feel like they want to walk, help me out. Because this place is going to be filled even more than it is right now. But I'm not waiting for Easter for the Holy Ghost to fall. But I believe for our children that just sang, and He never will. He's never lost a battle. He's never given up. He's never found His way defeated. That same, these same children here might be the same children in just a moment that would lift their hands and let the Holy Ghost sweep in, and they would begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives them utterance and so I would tell you today as I hasten to a close I'd be bereft if I didn't just say if you're a parent if you're a grandparent if you're a guardian of of one of these incredible children you need to lead your family into truth I love the fact that you moms and dads are coming on Wednesdays so your children can be in children's church I thank you for that some of them are in Bible quizzing, and you come early for that. Thank you for that. We're teaching them. We're, we're, we're helping them. We're showing them. But it's not just that kind of generation where we could say, oh, I'm fifth generation Pentecost. I can trace it back to my great, great grandmother, I believe. But I'm here today to tell you that if your generational family tree has a lot of issues at this altar is where those issues can stop and then from that moment on it's Acts 2.39 the promise is unto you and to your children see that's the beauty of the Lord he can can arrest a a family tree that's going to hell in a handbasket And one moment at an altar flips the script. We sing the song, Hell Lost Another One. I'm free. Come on, I wonder, help me out for a moment. If you're If you represent the very first person in your family to receive this gift of the Holy Ghost and be baptized, would you stand across this building? For the promise is unto you and to your children. If you're the second generation, would you stand to your feet? Keep standing. But if you're a second generation, that means probably your mother or your dad brought you into this. If you're a third generation, why don't you stand to your feet? That means probably your grandparents got a hold of the truth somewhere. What about a fourth generation? You can begin to stand I wonder if we could all stand around this building. I'm here today to show you the promises unto you and to your children and all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call come on we're going to have an incredible art auction but I'm going to take a moment right now and I'm going to open these altars and I wonder if there's anybody here that either A wants to come and say I'm going to make a commitment that my next generation is going to hear this or if you're here today I want you to come and lift your hands and the Holy Ghost is going to fall and as you begin to repent of your sins and as you begin to love him I believe that it will not be a long time but you are going to begin to speak with other tongues as the spirit gives you utterance and in the name of jesus by the authority of the word of god by the understanding that this is that spoken up by the prophet joel in the last days you said you would pour out your spirit i believe today on april the 10th 2022 your spirit is gonna fall